So guys, I'm going to start by talking about the rules of mixed martial arts, the, the general do's and don'ts of the sport, you know, what counts as points, what counts as fouls, and how the judges score contests and, and fights. So starting off with rounds, each round is typically five minutes long, and there usually has to be a one-minute break in between each round. Uh, Non-title fights cannot exceed uh, three rounds. It can't be more than three rounds, but the title fight says especially what you see in the UFC uh, those are at least there are at least five rounds for those particular fights um, but however there are a certain exception I mean the governing commissioners can grant dispense excuse me dispensation for non-title five round um, bouts now the attire which you know the uniform what the um, contestants have to fit both female and male contestants have to wear so all competitors must um Fights and proof shorts. Um, there can't be there can't be any there can't be any um, footwear or shoes anything like that has, is not is forbidden from being worn inside the canvas. I think the exception is uh, the people like the um, the host people like them, like Bruce Buffer or who whichever whoever plays his or whichever fighting organization, uh, corner men and women they can wear um, footwear, but of course contestants can't wear any footwear at all. There can't be any shirts, any geese, any trousers, or if in the US, what they call trousers, they call them pants. They're not allowed inside the octagon of the ring either. Fighters can use approved gloves, which have been the size ranging from four, from four to six ounces. And they, the sorts of gloves that they wear have to um, allow the fingers to grab. They have to, a mouth guard has to, be, has to be used and a protective cup has to be, to be used as well. And it has to be also, it has to be checked by the state athletic committee, or whatever similar body you, um, you have wherever the the fight's going to be taking taking place. That's whichever location you ha- you're going to be the fight's going to be taking place in, in the world outside of the USA. And also the committee. Yeah. So um, yes, the, the, those things have to be checked by the athletic state committee or whichever similar body um, is 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 playing the same role in any other parts of the world outside of the US. Now for the women, they have to wear approved leg and chest protection um have they have to wear um any wear any attire that protects their leg and chest um it has to be also be approved by the Athletic State Commission and that of course is a must they have to wear um, to wear those things as well. They have to, p- to provide it before they uh, fight. Now the judging criteria, which is something that, um, of course, has been um, called to question before in the past for many fights, even uh, men novices like myself. Uh, certain uh, fights, for instance, the Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovski fight that took place in 2020. Um, I can't remember the I can't remember the particular um, event. It was it was a UFC event, obviously, but I can't remember the particular event that it was. I think it was some somewhere in Abu Dhabi that the fight took place on Fight Island, I think sometime in the summer, but I can't remember the name, but this is a particular one that stands out in my mind. Um, it's one of those fights that um, you really have to think about just from what you saw the performance. You can kind of tell who basically won that fight, who really was the one who was really putting on all their work, who was far more entertaining to watch. Um, and so you can kind of just, in your own words, you can, in your mind, you can kind of tell this ideally, typically should be the winner, but... Um, it was one of those cases where the judges kind of wowed everyone with their, <laughs> with their judging. So, 
the judging criteria basically they run, they work off a 10 point system which is used for all of the fights so three judges will score each fight card and the judges score each round with 10 points to the winner and nine points will go or fewer will go to the other fighter now certain parts of the u.s um i'm sure it will be it may you have, may have exceptional circumstance well not circumstances but you you may have other parts of the world whereby this may also be the case as well so in the u.s such as locations such as new jersey the minimum number of points a fighter can receive it can receive is seven um now if the round is even is even then both fighters will receive 10 points each if there's a penalty penalties are normally decided by the referee and um whatever penalty is um is awarded or should I say deducted that's subtracted from the um the points that's been given to um the overall points will be given to the um that's going to be awarded to uh, the particular fighter at the end of the fight whatever penalty has been given by the referee is deducted from the overall score given to, given by the judges to that particular fighter that got the penalty from the referee um now the there's a particular organization in the u.s called the association of boxing commission now they have a particular um guideline of what judges can consider um usually when scoring a particular round now that can can include um not can but that that does include things such as effective striking how good they're striking are throwing their punches and their jabs in the drink in the octagon of the ring um, during the fight uh how good their grappling was how good their takedowns were their reversals and their submission attempts So all those things are taken into consideration, and um, one other point I'm going to bring up here is basically those. Surprisingly, um, the judges are also um, that there is um, a guideline in that's, there's there is something in the guideline that does state and um, well, let's tell judges that they can award points as to how how let me say there's the te- the word the wording here is aggressively how aggressive the fighter was. Now I'm assuming for a fan i'm i'm assuming that how we would see it is how entertaining that fighter was uh, when they're tr- the, when they're trying to finish the fight so yeah the judges are also required to judge each round individually and as i was saying before um how well a fighter performs how aggressively they fight and you know who made more of an effort to finish a particular fight in, in a particular round um there's also points scoring for that judges can aff- judges can also would point so far to where they have been very dominant in particular in a particular fight and um, you, you know with a particular move in a clinch uh when they're gra- when they were grappling in a grappling position if they're very dominant in that um whilst they're grappling or you know during the ground game of um how the excuse me how they're performing and also um yeah they can they can award points to a fighter for how many strikes, how many impactful strikes they landed during the fight. So when it comes to the results, there's uh, multiple ways of how the results are awarded uh, for a fight at the end of the fight. So there's the unanimous decision, majority decision, split decision, unanimous draw, majority draw, and the split draw. So, so starting with the first one, the unanimous draw. Um, in this case, all three judges will decide the same fighter is the winner. Uh, moving on from that majority decision win, to this in this case, two judges have one fight have one fighter winning. 
uh, have one fight to win the fight and the third judge scores it as a draw split decision when two judges have one fight to winning the f- winning the fight and the third judge has the other fight to winning now for the unanimous draw in this case all judges score it as scored the whole fight as a draw the majority draw two judges score it as a draw and the third judge has a winner split draw one judge scores it scores it a draw and the other two judges have different winners uh so that just you know a better understanding as to how how they come to the to decision as to how um the, how the overall fight is assessed and scored and how the winnings are awarded so we'll basically watch what each win means um so moving on from that you have the weight classes now there are 11 of these typically but i mean and different organizations not just in the ufc bellator pfl um another name that I came across the other day pancras i think which comes out of japan uh one championship BK, bkfc um well uh, but i think this is just the uh the bare minimum uh, i think uh, this is what i came across my research anyway so the weight classes it, there are, are 11 of these you have the atom weight which applies to the women of weight that weight starts at well it's a weight of 105 pounds uh the straw weight for the ladies again which ranges between 105 pounds to 115 pounds excuse me uh the flyweight division for both men and women which ranges from 115 pounds to 125 pounds bantamweight division which is again for both sexes 125 pounds to 135 pounds featherweight division again for men and women 135 pounds to 145 pounds the lightweight lightweight for men which ranges from 145 to 155 pounds welterweight for men which which ranges from 155 pounds to 100 170 pounds the middleweight again for the men which ranges from 170 to 185 lightweight for light heavyweight for men 185 to 205 heavyweight for men again from 205 to 265 and super heavyweight for men which is over 265 pounds now uh from what i've seen i've never seen that i know it's, i've never seen keep getting tongue twisted i've never seen a match in the ufc or any other fighting organization i'm not I, I i'll be honest i've never watched any other fight outside of bellator or one championship or pfl or bare knuckle um fighting championship um so I'm, I'm sure it's out there but you know as far as i can tell i don't i've never come across any sort of fight that's been forced in the class of super heavyweight for men of t- over 265 pounds so for that i'm imagining the guys be extremely really tall and would have a particularly broad frame but not not a frame that's too broad that will prevent them from fighting performing effectively in a, in a combat sport so moving on to the fouls so we have um, fouls aren't allowed what basically um, adds what basically equates to a foul includes the following grabbing the fence and I've seen this one so this was um, this one I'd already seen before grabbing the fence holding opponent's shorts or gloves head bossing biasing or spitting on the opponent hair pulling fish hooking which means basically inserting your hands into the opponent's mouth and you're just basically trying to pull and f- almost like you're trying to force their face apart <laughs> through their mouth which 
from the the research that I did, I I actually came across some interesting facts, and you know, one of the things I saw is that it can actually cause some really serious and permanent damage. That's that you know, if if that you know, if um, if an opponent was to ever do that to to their opponent in the during the fight, um, intentional placing a fi- placing a finger into an orifice or into any cut or laceration of an opponent, eye gouging of any kind, it's including eye pokes, groin attacks. That one's that's you know I've seen that happen many times now. Downward pointing of elbow strikes, small joint manipulation, uh, basically so I think twisting um uh, like an opponent's toe or finger, strikes to the spine or back of the head or anything behind the ears, um which you know such as a rabbit punch and of course um we saw basically um what really prompted my, me looking into the, all of this um the do's and don'ts of, of mixed martial arts the rules of mixed martial arts have points awarded penalties and st- things like that was the Eddie Alvarez um, situation that occurred nearly two weeks ago with uh, one championship um and I've forgotten the name of, the name of his opponent um basically the, the disqualification was revised and the one champ the, the board of judges there basically changed their minds and instead they awarded a no contest which you know even though both sides didn't win it it does look better for Alvar- for Eddie Alvarez, so um, that uh, that was uh, a good outcome, at least for him anyway. So throat strikes of any kind, including without limitation, grabbing the trachea, fingers outstretched towards opponent's face or eyes, clawing, pinching, twisting the flesh, kicking, and knee striking the head of a grounded opponent <coughs> when their knee is still on the ground. Um, we saw that with the Aljamain um, <coughs> Sterling and PTN case, stomping on an opponent on the ground, swearing or offensive language in the cage. <laughs> to be honest, they do this all the time. We see that with the Diaz brothers um, and with uh, quite a few other fighters as well. Any unsportsmanlike behaviour or conduct that causes injury, injury to the opponent, attacking an opponent during a break, attacking an opponent who is under the care of the ref- of a referee. Avoiding well timidity, avoiding contacts, consistent dropping of mouthpiece or faking an injury, throwing opponent out of the ring and fighting area, <laughs> interference from a mixed martial arts cornerman, flagrant disregard of the referee's instructions, but basically you know ignoring a referee, or you know whereby whereby you kind of finish the fight, but you maybe, of course, some of these um, athletes do have a uh, bone to pick with one another, so. Even when they finish the fight, they still want to keep on um, going until they're until they're the person they're fighting is almost you know close to dead, not just knocked out but beyond knocked out or you know or TKO'd and basically you know dead. Spiking an opponent to the to the canvas or on his his or her head or neck, uh, such as using the pile driver move, which pile driver move, and I saw that it's uh it's kind of difficult and a bit technical to explain and last but not least what I can see here attacking an opponent after the bell has sounded sounded the end of the period of the unarmed combat so basically attacking an opponent past the, the um, past the bell you know so after the uh, bell has rung out or the buzz has rung out after the uh, the once after what the one second you know, of the clock of the five minutes has um, been exhausted and you're still fighting basically that counts as a foul so also there are medical requirements as well so contestants shall complete all pre 
pre-licensed medical examinations and tests required by the jurisdiction licensing the contest um so basically before um, i mean i won't go into much detail about this it's kind of a given it's an obvious one but before the um the fight can take place both fighters of course they've got to be checked by the medical team that's make sure that they that they are okay to uh, participate in the sport to compete so you know that this from what i can see that the jurisdiction licensing the contest shall conduct or supervise all pre-contest weigh-ins and may hold or supervise a rules meeting for all contestants and their cornermen so um you have uh it breaks it down here for the post-contest medical examination immediately after following a contest each contestant shall be given medical examination by a physician approved appointed by the commission now the examination may include any um examinations or tests the commission deems necessary to, to determine the post contest physical fitness of a contestant and also any contestant who refuses to submit to this medical examination post contest medical examination shall be immediately suspended from an indefinite period for sorry not from for an indefinite for an, ind- an indefinite period so of course there's the uh, also the excuse me there's also the um well i say the case or the um the detail of surrounding the use of prohibited substances uh, peds and other similar performance enhancing drugs of course those are banned as well and yeah for, i think i just briefly men- mention it <coughs> going with the what they call the urinalysis which of course i'm sure is the um where they whereby they look at your urine samples that you provide that the contestants will provide before or during a, a contest excuse me just about my th- mouth and throat again <laughs> just getting so dry so in this case all contestants may be all contestants may be ordered and you know state athletic commissions in the US especially those involved with the ufc are known to do this at random so all contestants mu- must be or may be ordered to complete a pre-contest u- urinalysis exam to detect the presence of any drug um, in addition to, in addition to that to a pre-contest analysis the local commission may at its discretion decide to test for the, the presence of performance enhancing drugs peds and thereby require additional urine specimens to be produced at any time after the completion of the the contest and last but not least collection of of specimens for urinalysis testing shall be conducted or supervised by a commission by a commission office officer or official and refusal to submit to such testing shall result in immediate immediate disqualification of the contestant uh, from the match and in, an indefinite suspension from the sport of mixed martial arts <sighs> all right so i think that really covers it um really but i mean uh when it comes i'm sure the, the basics of um when it comes to things such as medical examinations um testing for banned substances and peds i'm sure those things it's like a universal standard for all the uh, fighting organizations i'm sure um although i'm, I'm saying 
I, I, this one I'm reading from Alana Yup, know, just checking all the articles um, that I go through that I do my research on based on um, you know um, don't find those things are these are things that the guidelines that they have to follow but everybody knows that behind closed doors you know um, different things happen uh, for instance in the UFC you know so certain fighters um, such as and okay I'm gonna <laughs> name some names here such as John Jones um Conor McGregor um, you know they're the gold they're, these are the golden boys of the UFC and because of the sort of pay-per-views they're bringing for Dana White for the organization as a whole um, of course they're allowed to get away get away with so many things because they bring so much value in terms of you know revenue financial revenue they bring so much capital to the company so um, I'm sure where these where certain names are concerned there's always going to be an overwhelming amount of leniency now, these particular names will get away with so much murder <laughs> if I can call it that so guys um UFC 2 no not no we're not there yet UFC Vegas 25 so there's two fights really on the main card that um, have my interest and um the first the first fight um sparked my interest but the second the second one didn't spark my interest until I saw what happened at the weigh-in uh the weigh-ins and the stare downs uh, which was between Yes, um, Iron Cut Laba, Cus Laba, or Iron Cut Laba versus um, Dustin Jacoby. Um, no, well, yeah, the, these two guys are gonna be fighting, but yeah, you know, um, not too complicated. But you know, after seeing what happened, I think it was these two guys. Um, as a Cut Laba grabs uh, Jacoby's head and um, you know just pushed him back. Just well, whether they staged the whole thing, but it didn't look like it was staged. It looked like they had some bad blood between each other. But going back to the main event um, between Dominic Cruz and uh, versus Jiri um, uh, Prochaska. So Reese's last fight, which was at UFC two fifty three, and let me just get it off my tablet here. Dominic Cruz. I think Dominic Cruz has lost. He's lost, I think, about two or three of his last fights. So, yeah, um, his last two fights: the UFC two fifty three and UFC two forty seven. Um, both were last year, two thousand twenty. Uh, so the last one was, was uh, with um, Jan Blakowicz, and the last one before that was with John Jones. Why didn't I see that with John Jones? But anyway, yeah, it was those last two fights. So um, you've got you're coming off a two a two fight losing streak. Um, I would think that you tr- you'd be hoping that your next fight you try and win. But you're going to find yourself in a situation such as what's happened now. Tyron Woodley, he's recently been cut from the UFC. Okay, he can go somewhere else. But I mean, just you know, when things like this happen, whereby your last fights just weren't a success for you. Um, you really have to start considering at least the organization is going to start considering whether they keep you on or, or or let you go you yourself have to start considering you know whether you want to stay or go of course as a fighter as an employee of the other fighting organization especially organization especially one such as the ufc um you want to stay and you really have to um uh, do your best and try and win you know really win your next one to try to um clean up your record basically so uh He's coming off a two-fight um, losing streak, um, so 
looking at his last fight with 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 Jan Bakarus, yeah, UFC 253. His stand-up looked pretty decent, for me, in my opinion. Um, he looks like a patient and evasive fighter, um, but in this fight, didn't seem to land too many strikes um, so so much. It looks like he was patiently waiting, just jabbing, you know, just dashing in and out, um, throwing jabs here and there, and just waiting patiently for the best time to attack. Well, by the other guy, um, Jan was kind of... Coming towards him, putting, putting a lot of pressure on him while he while he was throwing his attacks, his jabs and counter strikes, and he lost his fight. Reese lost his fight for a TKO. Now moving on to his opponent, um, who is a is a very peculiar athlete, very peculiar fighter. When you watch him fight in the ring, there, his stand up's good. He has a long reach, and from when I say that he's a, a peculiar fighter. I mean to say that he is um, has a sort of deceptive style of fighting. Um, uh, just watching him in there, you know, he moves well. I mean, we tried to hit him in the f- when his opponent tried to hit him in the head, and in the last one I saw was with a guy called Volkan Oz- Volkan Ozdemir. Um, you know, when Ozdemir was throwing some strikes at um, Prochaska's head, it. Pro- Prochaska just with ease and almost like a second edge just ducks and moves his head out of the way. Um, uh, you know, he looks like a guy that can avoid a lot of strikes, a lot of attacks and strikes. Um, the way he fights is almost deceptive. He'll pretend that he's hurt and then uh, when he, he'll pretend that he's hurt, you know, laying his guard down, then the other fighter moves in, then he will attack. You know, something like that. So he, when you look at it, it looks um, quite goofy quite funny but you know you can see he, he knows what he's doing you know he's he's setting out a trap for his opponent when his, his opponent kind of t- falls for the, falls for the trap takes the bait um you know he moves in for an attack he moves in for the kill so um in this case out of these two guys i think Pro- prochaska will win yeah i think you know prochaska will take the win from this fight now the other fight that i mentioned between iron could versus dustin jacoby um now, Kudlaba's last fight with Magomed Ankalov, that's the way they put the comment is pronounced, but I've forgotten now. But with um, with Ankalov, let me check which event that was. Okay, so that was at UFC 254, uh, just at the end of last year. Uh, Magomed Ankarov, it's a Russian name, and I've got a good feeling I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but um, yeah, so he lost that fight via, um, via knockout. So looking, he, his stand-up looked, quite decent and he's his sort of fighting style that he saw like tracks and follows his opponent um again like the other guy that I was, that I was talking about uh like Dominic Reese he has his last his last couple of fights I think he's kind of just won one of them and the remaining three he's lost so it'll be good if this uh at UFC Vegas M25 it'll be really be helpful to him if he won this fight his opponent Dustin Jacoby, uh, looking at his last fight with Max uh, Max and Grishin at UFC Vegas 20, um, 
Jacoby does look like he can defend himself well in the clinch uh, moves well uh, I'm assuming if he can hold if he can hold his own in a clinch uh, um, it's my opinion that his ground game will be d- pretty decent also um, he won that fight by a unanimous decision and I think for these two guys it will be personally I do think it will be a hard it'll be hard to tell who's going to take the win away from this fight so um, you know I don't know each one seems almost like they're on the equal um, like the equals you know but it'll be interesting to see what happens I can if I'm not mistaken it's these two guys I saw <laughs> when I say this in the podcast I shouldn't be sure but it's these two guys I saw in that stare down where they one person pushed the other and just looks it just didn't look good but I'm assuming that just adds to the hype and the excitement for this fight so guys hopefully you enjoy this episode um yes if you do if you enjoy it please leave a like if you hate it be honest leave a dislike um if you enjoy my content please don't forget to uh, hit that subscribe button on you if you're watching on youtube really does help my channel grow it really helps my podcast grow as well uh speaking of podcasts you can listen to my podcast on apple Podcasts, itunes spotify and google Podcasts as well and um i know some people shared it on the other minor audio platforms as well um i think there's nothing else that i'd like to cover in this book covering this episode that i'm going to cover in the next episode um there's quite you now there's um quite a few other things uh nate diaz not nate diaz nick diaz returning to mma after a long while um there's quite a few other things i just can't remember right now uh, yeah the situation that happened uh with dc chromia and he that will not be named in my podcast at least for a long long while now uh for a long at least for a long time i'll try not, i'll try to keep his name out of my mouth those who know me know who i'm talking about so guys yeah if you um you can also catch me on instagram uh my name is icojoko1 and on facebook my name is icojoko if you still use facebook and uh you can catch me on twitter my name is icojoko thanks <laughs>